0: Welcome to the Martech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss everything you need to know about community based marketing. Joining us is Ike Waba, who is the Senior Director of Marketing at Higher Logic, which exists to connect people, knowledge, and ideas to improve lives and organizations. Higher Logic empowers organizations to build thriving customer communities that drive mutually beneficial value. And in addition to providing us with our guest today, Higher Logic is also a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast. Yesterday, Ike and I walked through the Marketer's Guide to Community, and today we're going to talk a little bit more about community-driven outcomes. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Ike Waba, the Senior Director of Marketing at Higher Logic. Ike, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast.
1: Hey, thanks for having me again. I'm excited to have the conversation with you.
0: I'm excited to have you back here. I know that we did your first podcast yesterday So we went through this marketer's guide to community. And one thing I feel like we may have missed is where do you get started? So let's talk a little bit about getting started with community before we get into the outcomes. The beginning of the roadmap for community goes like what, Ike?
1: So we have a concept we call Cargo. And Cargo is just a five-step framework that helps you develop the specifics of your community. And so there's five pieces to it. So it's the concept is who are the members of the community? Why did they visit the community? So the who and the what is a foundation of how you build your community. And then the second thing is the acquisition. So how does your target audience become members of the, the community? Being able to really understand the steps it takes for them to come on board and become a member of that community and engage day to day. Then the retention, of course, which is the R in the cargo framework is how do you retain that members? Because you have to actively engage your members to retain them. So then having that retention strategy in mind is critical as well. How often are they visiting? How often do you want to keep them coming back? What's the lifecycle management to, to keep them active, etc. Now, the second to last is goals. So defining the principal goals of your community within your internal stakeholders, what's their care about and what do they want to get out of it? What do your community users also care about and what do they want to get out of it and being able to track it? And then finally is the outcome. So what is the outcomes, the desired outcomes for the community? So milestone in three months, milestone in six months, milestones in a year. What does success look like for your team and for the community and the purpose that you've established? All in all, as you take a look at how do you start with building community, think of cargo as that framework that you use to be able to establish what you need to do.
0: Okay. So basically there's this cargo acronym and who are you targeting? What do you want the outcome to be? I want to focus today on the goals and the outcomes. Yesterday, we went through the whole process of how to get a community propped up and started. Great. I've now got a community. Hopefully I'm using higher logic. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I have a Slack channel. Maybe I'm even on Facebook don't judge
1: me. No judgment here.
0: (laughs) But look, I still have to figure out what my goals are and what the outcomes are. So help me think through how to get community-driven outcomes. If I have an aggregation of people that are interested in my brand, my association, my products, my services, how do I figure out what the goals should be and how do I drive towards those outcomes?
1: So just at a very high level, it's being able to work with your internal stakeholders uh, and their care about most. So depending on where community rolls up into the status, 28% of communities today roll up into the marketing function. But then, of course, there's other groups as well. So whether it's customer success, whether it's support, whether it's community as a standalone department within your team, ultimately, community intersects all the different groups. And so ensuring that there's alignment with the different stakeholders, the more folks that are engaged with the community they've built out, the more sticky it is in the long term. And then also, what what do your community users care about? Like, what, what do they want to see? Is it that they want their questions answered? Is it that they are looking for peers to network with? to find more effective way. So just being able to really define that goal is critical. And then also what's the metrics that you're looking for for yourself as a community leader or your stakeholders within the department as well. So being able to clearly define those goals are very critical for you.
0: Yesterday, you had a great acronym. So I want to go back to that. I believe it was SPAN, which was the four different types of community. Walk me through that again, because I think as we think about goals and outcomes, they're probably pretty dictated based on the type of community you have. What was SPAN?
1: SPAN, the S stands for support. Community members are asking for support. They're offering to help others. It's where the company can step in and provide official support with their support teams or success teams as well. Today, we do both. There's product, which is the P portion of the span. It's based around the product, giving ideas, sharing feedback, talking about the value of the product and the ways that you can use it more effectively and efficiently. So knowledge base, being able to provide that feedback to enhance the capabilities of the product. Now there's the ambassador community. It's focused on a small set of users that are highly valuable, influential, or active. And so it's really being able to draw that out and grow that. And then finally, it's just a, a network community. So it's based on people linked because of, say, work, cause, mission, passion, circumstances. So it, it could vary. But ultimately, it's similar to our Gain, Grow, Retain, DGR, or MarTech Podcast. That's the network community.
0: So I'm assuming that each one of those different types of communities have pretty predictable goals. So I want to walk through them one at a time. The S is a support community. When I hear we're creating a support community... That to me screams, okay, customer service is overwhelmed, and we want the people that are using our products, our ambassadors, even some of our team to be able to create a forum to produce content so we don't have to deal with our customers on a one-on-one basis as much. They can basically start to self-support. Am I thinking about this correctly?
1: Yeah, you are. And of course, as a company, you do want your customers to engage with you, but you want to make sure that your teams, your support teams are using are being used in a high value fashion, right? So whether it's reactive or those high cases, not the repeat questions, But with the support community, to your point, is that you want those questions being answered within the community. And ultimately, it's taking a look at mean time to respond. You can measure that within community. You can take a look at those advocate pools, people that are actually answering the questions. You can take a look at the number of tickets that are handled within community. So there's a lot of metrics that you can take a look at as a whole. But yes, those are things to consider as well.
0: Maybe I'm stating it in a callous fashion where you said something that makes sense. Yeah, of course you want your customers to interact with you. I'm like, well, no, I want my customers to get their questions answered with as few touch points as humanly possible. And I think that that's really the purpose of the support community is you can have your customers have their questions answered without having to answer their questions. Somebody else will do the work for you. The second part of SPAN is a product community. Now, to me, this sounds pretty similar to a support community a product community is how to use a product. So help me understand what you think that the typical goals are and for that type of community and how do you try to drive those outcomes?
1: You want to understand what your customers want, right? So innovation, so they can be a market leader within your space, having a, a way to gather that information, gather that feedback, gather that insight. Are my customers satisfied with the products that I'm, uh, and the solution and the service as a whole that I'm providing to them? So ways that you can be able to collect that in an efficient manner. I used to be a product manager in the past. And so it was difficult to get a pool of folks that could be able to test the solution and provide the feedback of how the solution is working. And also it was difficult to engage with my customers to be able to get insights in general of, hey, what can we be doing? How can we do it well? Sometimes what you'll see is that folks are in an echo chamber creating their own ideas. I think this is what my customers want versus actually going out to gather that directly from your customers. And so with the product community, that's a a good way, a really awesome way to actually gather that information.
0: Product community. It's about getting feedback. All right. So we had span. We've covered the S and the P, the support, the product. Now we have the A, which is really where I think we're going to get into marketing, it is your ambassador programs. This is getting the brightest and best customers you have, the people that are the most influential together in a room and and hoping that they continue to like your product. Am I right?
1: That's right. So things that you can do is you can take a look at your community and you can oftentimes tell who is an engaged member or you can actually nurture that through systems like gamifications and things like that. You can give them physical gifts or virtual gifts or badges or however you want to do it. But ultimately, it's how do you grow your ambassador pool? Now, as a marketer, this is critical for us to be effective. What you may know is that customers in today's market, by the time that a buyer approaches a company to make a purchase decision, they've already had conversations. They've already done their own research. They've already engaged with their peers to get information of a solution. So they're already ready to make that purchase and decision. And so advocacy is very critical. So how do we measure the advocacy activities that you see? So whether it's case studies, whether it's reviews, whether it's speaking, those are things that you want to take a look at as a whole. But ultimately, advocacy is critical for marketers today to be effective. Because if you are not tapping into your advocate pool, you're missing the mark. And if you don't have advocates, you're also missing the mark because your competitors are doing that. A special
0: thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. You know, I think this is becoming more and more critical to B2B brands, right? We're seeing the customer buying cycle moving away from sales. Everybody is self researching, everybody is doing their own homework, and they're going for places that you wouldn't necessarily think to do that research. I am going to go look on YouTube for information about B2B services and products. I'm going to go on G2, I'm going to go on forums, I'm going to go to communities. And if you don't have people that are advocates for your products in those places, well, you're going to lose out on customers. You're going to lose out on transactions. Now, the last part of SPAN, the four different types of communities was and networking. This is the one where I have the hardest time figuring out what the goal and what the objective is or what the outcome is. Why do people create all of these networking communities?
1: It's that mutual support. Again, I gave an example of GGR. I feel like i'm I feel like I'm promoting GGR here, but it's a great community. It is They've done a phenomenal job, and so with that, it's having peers that can help mutually encourage one another to get to that next level. It's also for me as a marketer, finding those core communities that can help me be more effective with my day to day job. What are the trends that you're seeing? what are the channels that you're using, what are the conferences that you're going to to get information? These things are very critical for each individual to be effective and successful. Now, what you'll see is that there may be certain B2B SaaS companies that may decide, hey, that this is the right thing for me, not necessarily focus on my product. It's really cultivating because I want to be known as X, whether it's finance, whether it's success or whatever that may be. So it may make sense for them to invest in a network community. It's very important for B2B business decision makers or individuals to be a part of a network to be more effective in their day-to-day job.
0: Your awareness lowers your cost per acquisition. And if you can find ways to stay in front of your customers, in front of your community, if you can add value without just directly selling, there is a positive impact on your business. Now, a lot of marketers have a real hard time swallowing that pill. Understanding that if I'm investing in things that are not directly tied to ROI, how does it benefit my business? When you're building a networking community, when you are staying in front of the community over the long haul, when you're providing value, you're building knowledge, you're building trust, you're building authority. Hey, it's one of the reasons why people start podcasts to stay in front of their users, even when they're not in the buying cycle. So we've walked through the different types of communities and what some of the goals and expected outcomes are. Are there ways to try to drive your customers across all these different types of communities to exhibit the outcome that you really want? What's the way to leverage the community to make sure that it's benefiting your business?
1: Yeah, definitely. So it's being able to establish those goals and then being able to measure and track it one of the things that you have to be very careful with community is that you don't want to use it as a sales tool. And talking with some people, right, it's like, why can't I just put an ad on my community? So being able to go back to what I mentioned earlier, it's a space that is create community is a shared space. It's shared jargon, it's mutual sharing, and then also it's that sense of belonging. And so utilizing that space to make it as a sales tool, it's very disingenuous. And so metrics and measurements is critical internal metrics, but then also the outputs for your community users or your community members to make sure that they're seeing value. And ultimately, when they see value, there's an increasing engagement as well. So Ike,
0: are the outcomes that I listed the only outcomes that matter when it comes to community?
1: Oh, no, there's a lot of outcomes that you gain from community. So that advocacy, of course, is critical and is important. SEO, so increase in demand is important. But things like persona development, a lot of people don't talk about that, but go-to-market refinement. So who are my customers? What is their care about? Is my messaging resonating? You're able to get that all through community. And then also just refinement of content. Content is key. So by being very engaged with your community, you can be able to produce high-quality contents that are aligned to your ICP, your target audience, through community as well. And then finally, of course, there's that integration back into the CRM tools like Salesforce. We are able to do that. Um, A shout out for HireLogic. But ultimately, it's being able to refine the information that you have on your customer base. By leveraging community, you can tie that back and make it more of a richer data set.
0: It's a great forum for being able to talk to your customers and understanding what their needs are and also how they resonate with your marketing channel. You can use it as a marketing sandbox. Ike the last question I have for you, you mentioned yesterday that the difference between going to a social media channel and creating a group and creating a unique property for your own community, a big part of that is the data. So talk to me a little bit about what the data is that you are collecting in community and what can you do to use that data. To drive the right outcomes.
1: As I mentioned, data ownership is critical and important. You're sitting on a rich data pool. So, with that, it's how are you responsible with what you do with it? There's ways that you can integrate it back to your existing tool stacks. So, whether it's your CRM tools, whether it's your customer success tools, to be able to be more aligned to provide your customers the experience that they expect hey, this community member is having this issue, so I'm going to contact that community member or this community member provided me these feedback. I'm going to circle back and share with them in terms of product feedback, what we're going to do, how we're doing it, et cetera. In terms of that as well for the data, it's also a measuring stick to see how well you are meeting the expectations of your customers by gauging and understanding what they're talking about, the types of questions that they're asking, it allows you to ensure that you're meeting those expectations appropriately. So data is critical and being able to have it at your fingertips to make those critical business decisions is very important. And that's one of the major differentiation of social media versus having a branded community that you own as well.
0: The ironic thing is The new wave of marketing, mostly in B2B and in SaaS, is something that we've been doing for a long time. It's about getting your customers together. It's about putting people together in a room and talking about what they care about and understanding who they are. Now, we've got new technology that can give us data and signals and be able to mine through and figure out who are the most likely to be ambassadors and to help create content and drive value in all sorts of different ways with our community. But at the end of the day, this is an old tried and true practice of getting people together in a room centered around a specific cause, knowledge, product, service, something where people have some sort of identity and benefiting from it. It's about getting people together. It's about building a community. Ike, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and telling us a little bit about how community works and how marketers can drive the outcomes they want through it. Thanks for being my guest.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Ike Waba, the Senior Director of Marketing at Higher Logic, for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Ike, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can reach out to him on Twitter. His company's handle is Higher Logic, H I G H E R L O G I C, or you can visit his company's website, which is HigherLogic.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to MarTechPod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is MartechPod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. -J Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed...